Thanksgiving is nearly upon us. We don't have a show next week, so this week we are jam-packed and give you a rundown of all the things happening in St. Charles. We talk about Thanksgivings of old. We talk about a huge milestone for the SCCC. The Brass Rail needs help to feed 10,000 St. Charles Countyans, and the EPA responds to a mercury spill in Wentzville. All this ahead on the St. Charles County Correspondent. Charles County Correspondent. I'm Sam Saffa, joined as always with Noah Brandt. Noah, how are you today? Hey, good afternoon, Sam. This is an exciting time. One week out till Thanksgiving, you know? That's right. 2021's almost over. It's it's oh, it's nearly finished. And, you know, our tradition, Noah, is to send out a, a Thursday morning email. We've been doing it for seven months now. But next Thursday is Thanksgiving, so we won't be doing that. So to make up for that, we are just packing in the information this week. And there's a lot of news coming out of the county. A lot to talk about. I think what we have to talk about first, Sam, is uh, this uh, this mercury debacle. What's going on here? Yeah, you you know, I tell you, no, it was really sad. I got a press release from the EPA. That's how I found out about it. The EPA sent out a press release. to me, it wasn't really even covered in the news. After I Googled it, I saw that it was covered by Fox and KMOV, but I didn't see this until just recently. But here's the story. A little girl and several of her friends were playing with old old thermometers, and I guess it broke open and there was mercury that was spilled. And the poor little girl had to go to the emergency room because she, and it was tested for mercury poisoning. And it turned out that she had that. And she, as of November 8th, so about 10 days ago, the reports were that she was still very sick in the hospital, and it's really, really serious. I was looking at this uh, press release, just some of the ways that mercury can affect you. Lack of coordination in the movements, impairment of speech, hearing, walking, muscle weakness, pins and needles feeling. I guess it seeps in between the brain muscles is what I read on the AP of how mercury poisoning works. And it sounds like just a horrific situation, and the EPA had to come out and, and literally clean up the house like a toxic waste zone and had to relocate the family. Just horrific. And this happened to a, a family or two in the Winsville area. That's it's amazing. You know, there's not many things left in the world where there is like a physical chemical reaction that's giving you uh, your desired output. You know, I think of something like a firework, you know what I mean? Like a firework is literally just a, a certain amount of chemicals that are going up there to make the different colors and the explosions. But uh, most thermometers, right, they're still running off of mercury. You know, that, that that's how they can t- tell you the temperature. I, I, exactly. Exactly. Now, I read online that most of the new thermometers don't have that. You know, they don't have sure. mercury, but old thermometers do. And you've just got to be so careful. We put it out that, hey... Please be careful with your old thermometer, especially around kids. They're not that expensive. Now, go out and buy yourself a new thermometer. Yeah, but uh, your prayers are with that family uh, yes. in Winsville, right? That's right. Just here in Winsville. And uh, our, our thoughts and prayers are certainly extended. I can't imagine having a little girl five or six in the hospital with, with a really, really terrible illness that could have been prevented. Um, the, the, the second thing to sort of shift gears here a little bit, Noah, for some positivity, you and I wrote an article about the brass rail uh, uh, in your hometown of O'Fallon. They need help to feed 10,000 of our work fellow. Over there. Yeah, what's going on over there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the brass rail, like you said, Sam, is uh, a terrific Italian restaurant uh, right in O'Fallon. 
off of the highway. They have really, really good food most days of the year. But what they do during Thanksgiving is they do a little food drive where they uh, are this year trying to feed 10,000 folks, 10,000 St. Charles Countyans Incredible. on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, their first year, they fed 105 people. Last year, they fed 7,000. And this year, they're trying to feed 10,000 people. Uh, wonderful. So, yeah, they're, they're still looking for, uh, you know, banker boxes, which are small boxes. They can put the food in, canned vegetables, canned potatoes, canned yams, and you just drop it off right at the brass rail. 4601 Highway K, really convenient location. Also, get some toasted ravioli while you're there. I love it. They have great food. I've eaten there on a number of occasions. Uh, they're really known for their steak. I haven't had steak when I was there, but I hear it's just delicious. And, uh, you know, my grandparents actually live right behind the brass rail. And so, actually, a couple of Thanksgivings ago, I drove right past there on my mm. way to my grandparents, and there there was a line, a hundred cars deep, people lining up to go deliver free Thanksgiving meals to their neighbors. And Amazing. It's, it's such a good story that we love to highlight ahead of the holidays here. Yeah, get get that get that uh, go go donate some food to the Brass Rail, and you know try try to bless somebody this Thanksgiving. Uh, it's an exciting time for many, but folks who need help, you want to try to make those Thanksgivings an exciting time. Back to Wentzville, Sam. This is interesting. We just saw this on a Facebook group uh, today. There is a prospective Love's truck stop that might be being built yeah. at 1733 Prospect Road. Can you can you uh, envision where that's at in your in your mind, Sam? 1733 well, Prospect. It's going to sound insane. My in-laws live right behind that. <laughs> Sam has 100 grandparents and 47 in-laws. He does. I, uh, I'm connected to everybody in the county. No, I looked it up, and my in-laws, sure enough, live, you know, about 2,000 yards from where this is going to be going in. And I pass it, you know, once a week, uh, seeing them. And frankly, Noah, and this is where I want to get input from our listeners, it looks too small. <laughs> the, the, it's like a triangle Most shape. truck stops are big, too. They're massive. I mean, if yeah. you see the one in Forestell, it's like a city unto itself. They've got, <laughs> I mean, I, clearly it's a truck stop, so they have like a restaurant and, and a coffee-like whole shop. And then they have, not to mention the truck, actual fuel ports. It's massive operation. I think the triangular-shaped property is a little too small, but the the reason we're bringing this up and the reason we saw on Facebook, apparently the people there are just irate. Some people you know? are not happy, Sam. <laughs> Some people are not happy. This this is from this Facebook uh, Facebook post by a woman named Deborah Grace in the Winsville Facebook page. She says, we purchased homes in these subdivisions as our family of forever homes. Many of us chose these neighborhoods due to close proximity to the park. We expected our property values to increase but then she goes on to say, we can all agree that we believe in progress and growth for our area. Sadly, this is the wrong direction for our neighborhoods and the vision of our area just to line a pocket while our families would suffer the consequences. <laughs> she is not yeah. happy about this potential no, truck stop. Not at all. I, and I, I don't blame her, you know, because if you look at the property, no, there are, I'd say, eight houses that will border this truck stop directly <laughs> i wouldn't like, love that i wouldn't love that <laughs> uh, yeah i'm i'm with you and there's got to be 35 houses that will at least be able to see the truck stop so i certainly understand where she's coming from it's i guess something that we'll continue to monitor because there's now a pr campaign to pressure i guess it's the winsville board of aldermen the planning and zoning committee to to not allow the Lowe's truck stop. Now, I, I may be speaking out of Lowe's. turn here. I don't. I don't know if this is something that actually is being reviewed by the the uh, PNL committee, um, but they wanted trying. to. There's some angry yes. constituents who wanted to be reviewed. That's for sure. Because it seems like it's still in the, a pretty early 
uh, early stage is obviously just a uh, an empty field right now. But yep. uh, that is, and, and I get it. You know, a loves a loves truck stop is not just like even a normal a small gas station or a quick trip or something. Like you said, they are big, and uh, it can, it can be kind of scary to have be having big semi trucks purposefully coming right by your neighborhood all the time to to gas up or get some coffee. Yeah, and as I think about it, though, Noah, the I-40 corridor through St. Charles County doesn't have really an easily accessible gas station at all. I mean, maybe barring Highway K, you know, you might be able to hop off there. But if you think of the 40 corridor going all the way down from Troy, there's not an easy gas station. So I understand their desire from just a logistic standpoint, because you think of Highway 70 in St. Charles, there are gas stations on the exit like Every exit. You think of K on 70, you hop on, on a hop off. You think of Cave Springs, you've got a massive truck stop section there. Even Fifth uh, Street, there's a, there's a quick trip right there in front of the streets of St. Charles. So 70 is well covered. But the 40 corridor, it's very hard to get gas on that strip. I've had that problem myself. So I understand the desire. But at the same time, you got to be respectful, I think, of the citizens, of the people who pay the taxes there to, to be in that, that house, the housing district. And something we'll keep our eye on for sure. Yeah, Sam, that's a great point. You know, one other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, this is a little bit St. Charles County adjacent uh, down in Warren County, uh, a border county of St. Charles. How would somebody, Sam, if they're in, say they live in O'Fallon, how would somebody get to Warren County? What's the quickest way before we get into the story? Well, if you're closer to 70, it depends. You know, O'Fallon is like such a long stretch of, uh, of city, but if you're either take 40 or 70 and you go west... And you just keep going west on 70. If you're on 40, you got to merge onto 70. Go across that S curve, the dreaded S curve that we've covered. Now we're, that's uh, going to be improved one day. <laughs> it, it got funding 2023, but you just go for about 20 miles till you hit Warrington, and you're right in the heart of you're right in the heart of Warren County. So you're you're, you're we're pretty close by. We border it. So in Warren County, uh, American Foods Group, uh, which is a big cattle processing company, uh, family owned. It says so. Maybe not that huge. It looks like they have six other ones. So maybe a medium sized cattle uh, processing company. They're adding uh, a new facility uh, in Warren County, and they are, they are hopefully going to have everything locked in by spring 22, and they hope that the operation will be fully operable by the end of 2024. And they, when it, once it's all built, they're going to be able to process 2,400 cattle per day. Wow. Lot. Wow. That is a lot of cattle. I wonder how many ham- like how many hamburgers <laughs> does this will this support and will this help the supply shortage here in the Midwest? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Here it also says that American Foods Group uh, says it will offer competitive wages pro- projected to be about 150 percent of the current county average wage. In total, they expect annual payroll will top 80 million dollars. The project is estimated to cost 450 million dollars. Wow. Wow. That's, that's incredible. I, I don't know all the details, but at first glance, it seems like something that is good for the county. I, I don't know. What I hope, Sam, I hope that it can, it's like, you know, we, we've been facing and I hope, you know, none of our listeners will face any trouble finding what they want to put on their Thanksgiving table in the grocery stores this year. But we've all faced sort of these weird supply chain issues. Uh, part of writing, there, there are two ways that we're being confronted with it. Sometimes there's just not the items we want in the store, and then other times they're there, but they're just more expensive. We definitely see that with gas every time we get gas right now. So um, I would hope that adding more sort of internal capacity to process all of this meat so close by would help with uh, the local supply chain, ensure that everything is uh, moving swiftly and people can get the meat they want. Well, I certainly agree that we need to make 
more things in the United States. And when it comes to our food, I am 100% behind making sure that the food that we we eat is grown and fed locally here in in the United States, specifically the Midwest. And if we can, Missouri, I mean, Missouri farmers are are they're the best are, they're the best I and mean, they, no, they're saying no for this this facility you know 2400 cattle a day that's a lot that a lot will come from missouri but they'll also be supplementing from border states like iowa and nebraska and illinois uh but it's it's fantastic that and this will also hopefully sort of raise the bidding price that farmers can get for their cattle because this will be another buyer in the area exactly exactly i think there's reasons to be positive uh, to be to be hopeful uh albeit the press release just came out yesterday so we'll learn more uh, in the coming days, but, maybe in twenty twenty four, we'll tour the facility. That would be nice. That would be beautiful. Although uh, maybe that triple C will have expanded to to local uh, municipalities and cover that for us. Wow. Um, one last thing, Noah, before we wrap, that I wanted to talk about. I thought about saving this for the weekly smile, but I I, I want to talk about it now. The Veterans Day ceremony last Thursday, we said, hey, here's the ceremonies you can go to. I ended up going to to one. I had a friend go to another one. Uh, and I can tell you, patriotism is alive and well in St. Charles County. I went to the one in downtown St. Charles City. It was attended by the mayor, the county executive, Senator Blunt, Governor Parson, Congresswoman Wagner. They were all there uh, in St. Charles to honor the, the veterans of our, of our uh, county and of our nation. But also the Schmitz family was there, Noah. The dad, Mark, Mr. Schmitz wow. was there, some extended family. And for our listeners, Jared Schmitz uh, Lance Corporal was one of the Marines who was killed, one of the service members killed in action in Afghanistan during the withdrawal earlier this summer. Uh, and so it was really wonderful to get to see him. And he was presented with several fitting plaques and commemoration um, uh, gifts from local groups. And it was really good to see him. Uh, my buddy went to the Lake St. Louis event. You can find it on their live stream in case you missed it. Uh, the Saint Charles, Saint Lu- Saint <laughs> Lake St. Louis Veterans Committee uh, put it on their Facebook. But I thought I would just give a quick update, Noah, on on the Veterans Day ceremonies and encourage everybody to get out. Uh, next one, I guess, is it would be Memorial Day, uh, but we'll have we'll have more on that as as that season rolls around. Great events. Thank you for updating us on that, Sam. Well, while you're already talking, we'll put you on the spot. Uh, you know, what's something that made you smile this week for your weekly smile? You could even say maybe something that made you thankful since we'll be or upcoming on uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it's both, I think. No, I went to the dentist this week, and Ooh, of course... That's making I, me smile. Weird. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's good. I went to uh, my friends over at the Darning Dental, and I'm not. they're not sponsoring this podcast, so it's just a simple shout-out. They did a great job. I've been going to them for a couple years now. They're right there behind the Presbyterian Church uh, on Bryan Road, right next to the Sugar Fire. You know where I'm talking about, folks. They do a great job, had me in and out. I went at 6 o'clock at night because I wanted to go after work, and they accommodated that. So shout out to the to the folks at Darting Dental. Uh, and if you're looking for a dentist, uh, I can I can give you a name of a guy. So Wow. Good, did, yeah. did you choose like the cookie dough flavored toothpaste? You know? I go with mint. No, oh, man. Wow. No. So boring. Well, <laughs> it, it just, it, it's contradictive in my mind to have something sweet while it's trying to clean my teeth. It just doesn't settle well with my mind. Mm. What about you? Are you smiling? You need I'm to go smiling. To the dentist? I'm thankful. Uh, you know, uh, this, uh, this coming weekend is my beautiful wife's baby shower. 
Wow. And uh, I'm excited helping her get every get stuff ready for that. But I'm also excited. Got some family family coming in from out of town, and I'm just thankful to uh, to see them and to to celebrate the special things that are happening. And uh, it's been it's been such an interesting time. Uh, you know, it's been so we're, we're talking right on Thursday, the 18th, and we've had sort of three days of warmth, you know, it's gotten warm again. It's been the mm -hmm. 60s and 70s, which has been a fun little November thing. But you know, Sam, something else that I'm, I'm just it's making me smile from ear to ear is we got to celebrate just a little landmark at the St. Charles County Correspondent. Uh, we have hit 75,000 views, right? 75,000 reads by terrific subscribers and guests and listeners alike. Uh, how does that make you feel, Sam? Good grief. I mean, when we started this late March, early April of 2021, I had no idea, you know? I, the story, of course, Noah, is, you know, we're playing tennis one day last spring, and I'm like, you know, there really isn't any news source that is specifically dedicated to St. Charles County. Now, the 70 West Sentinel did a wonderful job, but she was really just focused on the 70 corridor. And there yeah. was nobody who really talked about St. Charles and our, the readers and the subscribers and our folks that email us regularly, uh, you know who you are. Uh, we appreciate you when you do, do. it. It's really nice. 75,000 readers in seven months is tremendous. And I think it just shows the desire to have local – it's not even really reporting, Noah. It's just us gathering facts that are out there and then putting them into a format where people can find them and access them and archive them. We have some really fun stories that are not really timely, you know, like for example, our story about tell me you're from St. Charles without telling me you're from St. Charles. You mm -hmm. know, that's just a funny story that everybody in the county, I think, can relate to at least one of them. You know, there's a list of 15 and we're doing a part two of that this winter. Uh, so I think it's just, it's a fun project that you and I have gotten to work on and I'm blown away by 75,000 readers. And it really just makes me excited for the next 75,000 because they should grow that much faster. That's right, Sam. And, you know, just to our readers, we appreciate you uh, reading reading the content, sharing the com content, commenting on it. And, you know, if you ever have anything interesting that you think we should know about and report on, uh, always feel free to email us if you have someone, if it's you or someone you know that you think we should interview uh, because there's just something that cool going on in the county, we'd love to talk to them. Uh, and we just we, we appreciate every single person who uh, has made us a little part of their day or their week. You know, you can email us at sccorrespondent at gmail.com. That's, that's where we'd love to hear from you and uh, incorporate your awesome insight into the insight that we share on the website. Give us a, a rating or a review on the, wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, make sure to check out the website at sccc.substack.com. That's sccc.substack.com. I'm Noah Brandt. I've been in with Sam Saffa. Thank you for listening to the St. Charles County Correspondent. Mm -hmm.